Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence in coffee. Hello, hello, hello. What are you doing? How are you? Welcome back. If you're new here, you are totally welcome. You are listening to the Confidence and Coffee podcast, just Confidence and Coffee, and I'm your host, Ashley Henriot, and here we do messy, and we do it really well, because we don't care what people think. Well, I mean, we do, but we know that our approval, we're content in in God, and we are going to walk in our calling despite what anybody thinks, despite what our circumstances are, our past, whatever it is. We are going to do the things of God and we are going to do them well and we are going to be real about them because God meets us where we are and he wants us to finish, wants us to finish strong. And I'm so glad to have you real quick before I get into today's topic, conversation. It's going to be so good. So, so, so good. And it's going to have a lot to do with one of the shortest Bibles, uh, one of the shortest books in the Bible, uh, and it's going to be really, really good. Lots of lessons today, but I want you to leave a rating and a review. Yes, go, go, go. Are you listening on YouTube? I hope so. Um, Lots of good stuff there. Hit the subscribe button below right now, okay? Leave a comment. Tell me your name. Tell me where you're from. Maybe you're listening on just Apple or Spotify or wherever, Google. Right now, I want to see who you you are too so leave a review and tell me who you are where you're from how we can connect maybe you're on social media oh my gosh i love social media it can be negative but it can also be really positive and i love the community there and so if you're listening there share a picture i'll even i'll even smile for you <laughs> uh and just um tag me in it I want to celebrate with you. I want to connect with you. I want to see what God is doing in your life. So with that being said, drum roll, please. Today's topic on confidence and coffee, the conversation that we are going to have is what to do when God says no. A lesson from Habakkuk, Habuka, the book of Habakkuk, Habak. I don't know, you guys. Okay, I'm doing my best here. Sometimes we pray and God grants us the desires of our hearts, but sometimes he simply says no or wait. It doesn't mean that we're not praying for isn't good, but God's ways are higher than ours. It's easy to become frustrated when God doesn't answer your prayer the way you wish he would. I've experienced this before. I've complained. I've screamed. I've cried. I felt despair. Why? Me, God. While we are human and God understands our range of human emotions, I've learned that there is a better way to respond when God says no. Is that? What do we do? 
And I know I'm not the only one who's been there. I've been in your shoes. In fact, uh, I know somebody else who's been in your shoes. The prophet Habaka, Habuk. We're going to call him Habaka, okay? And he can intimately relate to what you're feeling right now. He saw the sin, the idolatry, the godlessness of his people, and all he wanted was for God to fix it. His prayer was a noble one, yet God said no. And he wanted God to change the hearts of his people and lead them back to righteousness. Instead, God told Habakkuk that he would judge his people. They would be carried away captive to Babylon, a nation more simple than they were. Habakkuk, I really am so sorry if I'm saying this wrong, you guys. He couldn't understand why. Why would God allow his people to be oppressed by such an evil nation? Were they not his people? Would he not save them? As in Habakkuk's case, God more often in our lives is in unexpected ways. Sometimes God's solution to our problems seems devastating. He may bring a noble cause before the Lord, and yet the Lord may appear to remain silent. We may pray for the healing of a loved one or the salvation of a friend, and their case may just get worse. Or perhaps we might pray for financial relief and only suffer more financial loss. I've been there. Maybe you're praying for a child only to have countless miscarriages. What do you do when God says no to your noble and well-meaning prayer? Wait and listen for what God will say. It's human nature to think that we all know the answers. When God doesn't ha- answer well or answers our, our prayer the way we would like, it's natural to object and think that we're right and God is wrong. Interestingly enough, this is what Habakkuk did. He complained. Then he did something differently. He decided that he would wait and listen for what God would say. He said this in, in uh, Habakkuk 2.1. I will climb up my watchtower. I will stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. When God says no, we don't understand why. And it's tempting to make our own plans and do what we think is right. However, submitting to God's sovereignty is more important. Don't draw your own conclusion about what God is doing. Trust that in his own time, he will explain and everything will make sense. Trust what you know to be true about God. Trust God's character. Habakkuk couldn't stop and wait for the Lord's answer because he had a relationship with God. He was God's prophet, and he had heard God's voice before. Maybe God gave you a vision before, but you do not see it coming to intuition. And not only that, he was a member of Israel. God's chosen people. Habakkuk knew how God had rescued his people time and time again, despite their unfaithfulness. He knew how God had chosen Israel and showered them with his love. He knew that God was gracious, slow to anger, full of compassion, and faithful to his covenant promises. What do you know is true about God? Yes, I I know His answer to your prayer doesn't seem to make sense right now. I know it seems like God has abandoned you, but hasn't he always been there for you? 
hasn't he always come through? That helps me in hard times like this. I would always look back and remember when and ask myself this question, when has God let me down? He never has. He has always been faithful. You do have prior experience with God's faithfulness. And even when you cannot recall your own experiences, you have countless testimonies from the word to cling to. Write them down. Remember them right now in this moment. He might have said no to your current prayer, but that doesn't mean that he's left you, sis. That doesn't mean he's still with you. The redirection may not come when you want it to, and it may not even be what you were looking for, but pay attention when God answers. God told Habakkuk his plan for Israel. Yes, there was some bad news. They would be taken into captivity. However, the captivity, God would restore them. In Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, it says, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. I get it. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. God's plan might seem slow, but wait for it. God's plan might not even be for your generation. It may be for another generation but it'll happen. In fact, this plan that God told Habakkuk took many years to be fulfilled. It was fulfilled when Christ came, died, and resurrected. If God's answer to Habakkuk took hundreds of years to come to pass, God's answer to you might take time as well. I know you don't want to hear this, but you might have to walk through more trials. The middle can get a bit messy. There might be more pain, but God won't ever leave you. He's with you, and the Holy Spirit comforts you as you walk through this. Don't forget to rejoice. And you're probably thinking, rejoice? Why? Well, because God is good. Because even though things are difficult right now, they won't always be this way. This is exactly what Habakkuk did. Says in Habakkuk 3, 17 17 through 19. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the field lies empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, and he's naming all these things, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Oh my gosh. When I tell you, I love that Bible verse. I love, I love it when God tells me we are going to be sure, sure footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights. Do you guys know how fast deer run, how light they walk of the ground that they're on? Mm. Habakkuk saw his present condition and it was not good. The fig trees were not blooming. There were no grapes on the vine. Their crops were failing and their fields were empty. Furthermore, their flocks were dying and they had no cattle. Process that for a minute. Yet Habakkuk decided to rejoice. God was the God of his salvation. He knew that God was his strength. Finally, he said that in the same way that God gave the deer the skill and the strength to climb difficult terrain, God would give him the strength to walk through whatever difficulty lay ahead for him. Deer have difficulty. 
People want to eat them and shoot them, and they can climb and jump over fences that are taller than me. God gave them the strength. The fence didn't go away. He didn't stop the troubles. He just made them strong enough to handle them. I won't be one of those people who tell you that life is easy. It isn't. That's not what you'll find here. Hardship is real. The struggle is real. And sometimes God says no to the good things we desire. We don't always know why, and it's tempting to despair, but don't. There is hope. God is with you in the middle of this, and he's supplying you with the strength you need to endure. It won't last forever, whether in this life or in the next. God will fulfill his promise to you. Trust the character of your God and rejoice because he is so faithful. I pray this was encouraging to you. And if it, it, maybe in the middle of me talking, you thought of someone else that this might bless. Send it to him. Send it to him. It's not my words. It's God's words. I'm learning this stuff too. I'm walking this walk with you, which is why I created community, Confidence and Coffee Community, where we do retreats, daily devotionals, a coaching call with a topic, new topic each week. It's an eight-week series that I do. And it is about being confident in specific areas of your life to walk out your calling with Christ. We talk marital. We talk spiritual, personal, financial. We talk emotional. And we talk about those areas in which God wants to be in so we can live this life confidently, knowing who we are and knowing who we are in Him especially. And so I'm going to drop some information for you below to join that community. I will be doing a virtual event soon for free. And I'm going to give you some those tools in each of those areas. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we can be more confident. And then uh, we're going to have another eight-week series where you get to join in this community. And it's going to be so much fun and bring you so much value. I will see you next time on Confidence and Coffee.